welcome to the voice of Dr. Yan, and I'm your host, Dr. Limeng Yan. In this episode, we are going to talk about the current strike against Israel from Hamas, and also the terrorist has bloody slaughtered so many people, so many civilians in Israel, and now Israel has an. Uh, declared war against Hamas, and so this is the news everyone are watching these days. I mean, it happened last Saturday until now. This is、uh, still within one week, but already over thousand, almost at least almost thousand of Israel people has died, and also in the war there are also the innocent Palestinian people died, and just because、uh, Hamas and the、uh, Evil regimes behind them try uh try to do something to um show their very cruel uh very cruel very evil purpose to the world, and then it caused so many innocent lives. So the point is, why Israel, Mossad, the top intelligence agency in the world, top one, just failed to get any intelligence? Before this war, before this invasion, and why U.S. intelligence agencies, which is a close uh alliance, uh, uh alliance, close alliance, sorry, alliance with the Israel, uh, they cannot also have any intelligence. So what's wrong here? Because we believe if we can have some intelligence, I mean, if they can get it in advance, definitely the the loss in the war could be reduced. So in this episode, again, I invite our guest、uh, Edward Hawkland to discuss what happened. Edward thinks behind the the very bloody war. So why it happened, and based on the perspective now provided by mainstream media to us, maybe we can see deeper things after the,、uh, with Edward. So Edward Hawkland again. Let me give a brief introduction. Although I, I'm sure most of you have already、uh, be very familiar with him. He is a retired federal senior executive and a U.S. Air Force veteran. His over four decades of service included serving as a senior leader in the intelligence community and the Department of Defense, Homeland Security, and Energy, and the State. He is served.、Uh, he has served as the senior advisor to several IC agency heads, the assistant inspector general for、uh, inspector general for inspections for the intelligence community, the chairman of CIA strategic planning, a deputy team lead for the INF on-site nuclear arms inspections in the former Soviet Union. And as a world award-winning CIA intelligence analyst, he's currently an independent consultant、uh, focusing on the cognitive warfare. He's also a regular host on the National Security Hour on the Mark Out Loud Radio Network. His new book, The Cognitive War: Why We Are Losing and How We Can Win, can be ordered from Amazon or a Mark Out Loud Talk Radio Network now. So hi Howard,、uh, so, sorry hi Edward. <laughs> thank you for coming again. <laughs> yes, well, thank you, Doctor Yin, for having me on again, and I think today's discussions 
going to be eye-opening for uh, your audience, uh, especially given the work that your network, uh, Lude Media, and others have done behind the scenes to cause consternation to Xi because people don't understand this yet, but there is definitely a connection between what happened with Hamas and the horrific terrorist killing and murder in Israel and China, but also with partners like Russia. And so I'd, I'd like to take a stab at your first question that you talked about in your opening. You know, why was it that one of the premier intelligence agencies in the world, the Is Israeli Mossad, was uh, outmaneuvered and fooled? But concurrently, why was it the greatest supposed intelligence organizations in the world, the United States, was likewise caught flat-footed. Now, we've talked about this before on this program. It's because, in my perspective, there's a couple of key aspects here that are coming into play. First is the complacency. The complacency of these intelligence organizations who think that because we have a large kinetic military presence and army and have censors and such around that that's going to protect us. How foolish and how idiot can they be after seeing what's happened over 9-11 in the past two decades? Second, they remain in a totally reactive, not proactive posture. Israel intelligence used to go after and remove, let's say, a problem childs ahead of time. I haven't seen that happen for quite some time. And when President Trump did that with Soleimani, he was crucified and vilified for that attack on an Iranian military commander who not only drove a number of dismemberments and maiming of U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan, but funded the slaughter of American soldiers there as well. But he was vilified. So we've seen a reactive, not proactive posture. What we've also seen in Israel with the, the battle between the uh, prime minister and the Supreme Court issue is the politicization of the Israeli intelligence organizations, much like we've seen here in the United States. I found it quite amusing that John Brennan came on NBC News. <clears throat> I used to work with John Brennan. And he noted the failure of the Israeli intelligence to have human sources to then identify and, and see what was going on here. What he didn't measure at the same time was the abhorrent failure of the U.S. intelligence agencies to have a similar type sources and methods. It shows you that we've moved from a premier organizations to self-licking ice cream cones and what I call titanium cylinders of sub-excellence. The politicization of these organizations has been used to move them away from their primary mission, which is still a reactive mission, indications and warning. We in this world today, based on what you and I have discussed, can no longer afford to stand on an industrial age process and culture that solely looks at indications and warnings. Because if we're waiting for something to happen, we've already lost the battle. So we've continued a failure to fail to see the forest for the trees. As Hamas had set up mock villages, they had been testing the flying gliders and other stuff, but if it was detected, it was ignored. And so all of these things are of great concern to me in terms of where we're at 
in terms of the U.S. and Israel. And lastly, I'll just mention, and the complete lack, complete lack of discussion about the involvement of Russia and China and Iran. Some, some involvement of Iran has been discussed. But the fact that three, three are collaborating in this whole thing here. Back to you, Dr. Yen. Thank you, Edward. You gave a very great summary about your insights, and this could pro provide our audience a whole picture of, per your perspective, why this kind of failure and tragedy would happen. And uh, now we just want to make our audience know more about the details of your analyze based on the so many polls, because recently we have seen a lot of journalists, a lot of commentators, they have been appear on the mainstream media or TV to talk about why do they think about this war field. But it may be because of the uh, restriction of the interview. We always say they, uh, they usually touch one or two points. And this one or two points, from my perspective, I think it's kind of very superficial. It definitely only can cover its kind of uh, tip of an iceberg. Definitely cannot tell us the main, the real reason behind it. And no matter how to change it, I mean, how to change this kind of failure in the future war to a potential success, if we could have. So in this case, first I have, uh, I want to quote two perspectives from one is, I think the, uh, and CNN. CNN, CNN has a very um, short interview several days ago. And in that interview, it said Israel has been distracted by year-long protests dividing the country over the prime minister's controversial plan to overhaul their prime minister. So they believe this kind of distraction reduced their vigilance against their enemy outside Israel. And also another opinion from Washington Post, as I quote here, it talk about the intelligence agencies failure because of mainly about the bureaucratical things or the internal infighting. Uh, infighting. So as I quote, they said, True intelligence fails, uh, failures result not simply from a lack of information, but also an inability to understand it. Israelis knew the malevolent, uh, malevolent hatred that uh, emanated Hamas and its backers in Iran. What, why they didn't appreciate was the creativity and the competence of their adversaries. This was a level of organized malice and was literally unthinkable. The secret, uh, security establishment, meaning Mossad, military intelligence, and the do domestic security service, new as uh, Shinbat, was bitterly opposed to the fragile government headed by primary minister. So in this case, they mention about the Agencies, intelligence agencies, they don't cooperate very well, and a lot of inside issue also intervene their collaboration and the information uh, share. So let's see 
this both are the main domestic issue of Israel. But I do feel we have seen something very similar in the United States. So I want to listen to your opinion based on this perspective. And what do you think about that, Edward? No, thank you very much, Dr. Yen. So CNN's comment about Israel being disrupted by this battle with the Supreme Court is correct. But, and also the, the demonstrations. Same thing with the Washington, Washington Post. I call them the Washington Compost, um, as they talk about the infighting of the intelligence. What is uh, very interesting here is, as you said, we saw similar type efforts in the United States with massive demonstrations in the so-called Summer of Love, massive chaos and, and burning of a church across from the White House. We saw the weaponization of our intelligence community used against the president in a soft coup to unseat him. And the same two organizations said nothing, said absolutely nothing about that. As a matter of fact, they just parroted the propaganda. In this case here with Israel, because the attacks were so vicious and brutal, they know that they cannot go to their usual talking points, which would side more with Palestine and with Hamas than with Israel, because they know that they would completely lose their audiences then. That's why they're not going there. But believe me, if they could, they will. And not too far from now, we'll see those same media organizations and mainstream media organizations start to call for a ceasefire as it is understood how Israelis will be wiping out Hamas totally. And it's already happened from the squad, members, four members of Congress, complete anti-Semites, complete traitors to this country, in my opinion, who said Israel was responsible for starting the war. President Biden and President Obama, who funded Iran, who gave them billions of dollars for this. What's interesting here that's taking place is, as we've discussed before, and as I read about in the book, The Cognitive War, in cognitive war, it includes asymmetric, irregular, and guerrilla warfare. It's not limited, but it uses gray zone or just below the threshold of war type tactics and means. What we saw with Hamas is that they understood, and probably likely with the aid of Russian and Chinese intelligence, as well as Iranian, that they worked their plans off grid, meaning they worked their plans off of electric means to keep them more hidden. Okay, and we've seen some reporting on this. But what we've also seen here, as I've outlined in my definition of cognitive war, is these organizations are not religious organizations. They're terrorist organizations. But they use, just like the Chinese communists, just like the Russian dictator, a variety of ways to achieve their end. Hamas, in this case, uses all three of the ways I talk about in cognitive warfare. For example, they use religion. So they use a radicalized form of Islam to convince people if they martyr themselves, they'll go to Allah and get 40 virgins. All right. So they use that radical form. They also use a radicalization of their religion in the anti-Semitism against the Jewish population. They use ideology 
as Hamas is a socialist, communist-bent type organization. It's a tyrannical regime. And they also use various issues, Palestinian rights, the homeland rights, etc. So what's interesting here is they're using all three ways to achieve their desired end through a variety of different means. In this case here, a number of very low, easy, non-conventional ways to then cause massive terror across Israel and now open up a second front for the United States, which is already emboldened and ingrained in Ukraine in support of China and Russia and Iran to distract, to bleed us dry in terms of money, in terms of manpower and focus, and in terms of weaponry. That's my, my initial take in terms of what's happening. It's, it's far more than what people understand here. We have to take a look at the forest, not the trees. And the commentators that you're talking about are very myopic and very self-serving, in my opinion. And the commentators and most of the media and people who and in the press and also political leaders also are too myopic in their view and understanding of what is going on here in this war. Thank you. So and another report, I mean, actually two reports from Reuters have even revealed a most astonishing fact that when Israelis thought the Hamas and all the people in Gaza to care about economy better than the wars, when they thought Hamas has been quiet for like around 18 months, while on the other side, the uh, occupied the West Bank, there were more kind of uh, attacks or conflicts. So Israelis believe that when they keep giving this kind of economic uh, support, offer their job, offer them jobs, and also give them good salary, then the Gaza Strip will keep peace. However, this is just the cheating. So the thing is, now they realize that Hamas have even build a mock kind of uh, city or mock kind of scenario to, to show that it is like Israel and they practice how to fight against Israel in that mock area. And this just happened in front of all the Israeli intelligence people's uh, surveillance. And I have seen other reports that uh, especially the previous report, they said Israel has built a lot of uh, blockade around that area to maintain uh, to maintain the safety, and also they have the sensors on the ground, on the air. They have their radar. They have their very high uh, technology uh, equipment to help them to understand what happens there. They have informant. They have everything, and finally, it happened in such a brutal way. So. Sir, would you share your opinions? I, I feel this is really something, if we saw it in a movie before, we'll say, oh, no, this is not really a good movie. It's like the sci-fi, but now it's the reality. Yeah, it's, it's a nightmare. It's a complete nightmare. And what you mentioned from Reuters and the, the uh, mock villages that they created, <clears throat> these can easily be seen from drone cameras or overhead collection systems, all right, which the United States has, which Israel has, right? So why is it that they didn't pay attention to this? So my, my opinion on this is a couple things. 
is I'll use an example. Back when I started in the U.S. intelligence community back in 1984, my focus was on Soviet nuclear weapons. And so I started taking a look at a variety of different uh, sources and information. And what I found, because I took a more strategic and in-depth look, what I found was several uh, eye-opening reports that became part of the president's daily briefing for my analysis and my identification of some issues. What was astounding was that the information had been there for a decade or more in each of these instances, but it was not reported or understood. It was in front of their eyes, but it was not reported or understood. What we've seen happen with our intelligence community over the decades is what we see happening with Israeli intelligence now is they're rewarded for, I'm sure, the quick finds, the quick analysis, and getting the good pat on the back for an easy report and sending the hot report to the prime minister, or in our case, to the president. What they're not rewarded for, and the people who are trying to do this in the intelligence community, trying to think strategically, are pushed aside and put back, in my opinion, and not listened to. Because all source intelligence requires all sources, meaning not just political, but economic, social, other things. What's missing here in all of this, in today's information environment, is a lack of mapping of the complete information environment. They did not map the information environment, and therefore they could not set a baseline profile of what normalcy was. They could not set a baseline profile of different contacts and engagements, whether they were electronic or not, or human, okay? Man-to-man, pigeon, courier pigeon, or other things. They did not cite the proper type of layout of that information environment. Hamas was able to use that with, again, I'm sure the aid of Chinese and Russian intelligence to then completely surprise Israel. What we see, what we see happening in Israel today is what is called unrestricted warfare in China. In my parlance, cognitive warfare. You saw the slaughter of innocent civilians, children, the beheading, the rape of women carrying their bodies through the streets. This is unrestricted warfare. And as Dr. Yen has pointed out in our discussions, the Chinese communists have no qualms, no care about humanity. It's about keeping power. And as she mentioned with Palestine and the Israelis trying to provide them economic benefits and such, it didn't work. Why? Because those in power don't care about that. What they care about is gaining absolute power and maintaining absolute power. Hamas is a proxy of Iran and now also a proxy of, of uh, Russia and also a proxy of China. And we need to take a look at what we need to do to address the leadership of those organizations, those, those countries, and cause them to react to us. We cannot leave Israel alone to handle this by themselves. This is a global war now, whether people want to realize it or not. It is a global war. It is past World War III. They have opened up a new frontier and shown that any country, any country now can be subjected to the same. Last comment on this before we move on to your next question is, back in 2018, I wrote the initial paper for the Cognitive Warfare book. In that paper, but also in the book, I wrote about a scenario 
using unconventional means and basic technology that can be taken take place today. And it is about an attack on U.S. leadership after the State of the Union. It parallels very much what we saw Hamas do in Israel with the similar type of effects. The point being, what happened in Israel can happen here in the United States any single day in the next week, month, or year, and that we're unprepared for it, totally unprepared for it. Back to you, Dr. Yan. Thank you, sirs. So your word making me, I mean, I'm just thinking that you have talked about it several years ago, and you even have given a very similar scenario. And you are a very, exper- a very experienced senior analyst in the IC community. You have your good reputation. However, in the past several years, how many people really pay attention to your warning? And so if, is that because of ignorance or exactly? Is that because they they don't know how to handle it? They don't understand the significance, or is that because some something happened? Maybe your warning is kind of suppressed. I don't know, but I think it's not only the thing I'm thinking about. I think my audience definitely is thinking about this too. And so no. let's have a short, yeah, let's have a short break, and then after the. Advertisement, we will come back continuously talking about the huge intelligence failure behind this invasion uh, by Hamas against Israel and the free world. Thank you. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. 
Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25 percent off your first order risk-free love it or your money back guaranteed healthycell.com code out loud for 25 years global healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science get 15 percent off all of our products using code out loud global healing giving you the power to take control of your health naturally AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. the voice of Dr. Yin. In this episode, we are focusing on the intelligence failure behind the war between Hamas and Israel and the free world. And our regular guest, Edward Hawkland, has already presented his very great insights in the last section. And we are going to continuously talk about a lot of uh, aspects we care about. So, Edward, Let's move to the next point I want to discuss with you. Uh, according to the Hill, we, we can see that they talk about how strong the Iron Dome of Israel is. They, I mean, I have seen a lot of reports about Iron Domes before. Uh, from my perspective at that time, I thought, oh, wow, Israel, Israelis are so great. They built such a strong defense system, and it's so safe for them against those terrorists and their enemies. However, over one night, when we see the news happen, the very simple, those kind of cheap rocket missile, I mean, thousands of rocket missiles have breaks through the capacity of this defense system and caused such huge damage in Israel and thousands of, uh, almost thousands of people lost, lost their lives and thousands of injuries there. And let's go back to see how it, it is described by the, the Hill report. The Iron Domes uses multi-mission radar to detect what a rocket's route is. The launcher receives the order to operate from the command and the control unit to fire a rocket and uh, intercept the incoming one. The artificial intelligence component of the system determines if people would be in danger of the incoming missile. Since it's a short-range system, 
The Iron Dome is designed to shoot down missiles with a range of about 40 miles or less. The Iron Dome must be reloaded to continuously intercept incoming missiles. So I just want here I want to let our audience also think about what we have talked over one year ago through Luda Media. At that time, we, uh, my friend Mr. Luda reported it in Chinese, and I think maybe this uh, gave very kind of. Uh, not that big, in, uh, very limited influence in English-speaking words. Although we have managed to send it to some American friends who really care about such information. We also talk about the missile and the capacity things. So at that time, last 20, uh, I mean last year, 2022, June 14, in Lotus Media, the brief, uh, the brief summary on this topic is the clip in the clip. Mr. Luda, the host, said, We have solid evidence that the CCP uses the entire country to produce massive amounts of missiles and sell them to terrorists. CCP began to recruit lots of workers from in China to produce missiles at the end of 2021. And even don't require their skills and because CCP will provide them on-the-job training. And uh, the Subcontract to civil companies for the production of large quantities of the parts, not only for CCP's use. And our source said these missiles also supply to Russia, North Korea, Iran, Pakistan, and even so to terrorists like ISIS. So we have obtained their passports, photos, RTKs, uh, itinerary contracts, like this kind of evidence. And trust me, we have provided some of this kind of information to some friends in the United States. So, sir, we have seen the warning based on this, the source from CCP. And we know at that time, CCP's factory already started and the 24 hours, seven days, their workers has no rest and they were, they were held in the factories, in the institutes with armed police, with the soldiers guiding the whole area. And they are not allowed to use phone or other um, digital communication uh, frequently. And they're not allowed to have leaves, but they're paid uh, for kind of good salary. So, sir, now we have seen, okay, I think we know where are the missiles uh, shipped to, right? At least yes. uh, someone to Iran went to that areas now fall into Israel. So what do you think about the, I mean, all this kind of information and when it verified, when it breaks through iron do domes and such a high technology uh, defense system, what, what's your idea? Well, so there's the great information and sources you have there. What you're highlighting is another aspect that you know you and I've discussed, and that's in and also in the cognitive warfare book, is that you have these sources, many of them open sources, some of them clandestine, uh, some of them uh, secretive, as you have that are shared, but the information is out there. So why is it China would be producing all of these missiles and selling it to these different folks? Well, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand based on their unrestricted warfare. They know they cannot compete directly with the United States. 
So that's why up front I mentioned this is a collusion between Iran, China, Russia, and Hamas. They purposely are opening up this other front here as a complete distraction. And they're using it to undermine one of our allies and to undermine U.S. strength and to show how weak Israeli and U.S. intelligence agencies are. What that does, it beholdens their supporters. It tells their people who would oppose the regimes that this regime is stronger than they think. And it therefore causes their own people who would be in opposition to shut down, to hide and be more quiet. So there's a multifaceted operation going on here to deceive and drive a different narrative of what's going on here that I think our whole U.S. government is missing at this point. The Iron Dome technology is a perfect case and example of how Western free countries look to rely on shiny objects, technology, to save them. Well, just as we didn't learn for 20 years in Afghanistan, all the nice tanks, planes, and automobiles we had there were ineffective against the cognitive war because it was the cognitive war, the cognitive domain of the human mind that we could never win over. It was so ineffective that we left billions of that nice, shiny technology for the Afghanistans to then use and to sell to people like Hamas and terrorists, the cartels, and even to Chinese military who are entering our country at, as we speak, freely entering our country as we speak. So this is a very nefarious effort. And for China and the information you have to be passed to our intel agencies and for them not to figure out and then look at the supply chain and where that's happening and how Hamas is getting these missiles shows, in my mind, either a complete lack of uh, open reporting to give proper warning to our leadership or a complete lack of inculpability in, in a failure, much like we saw on 9-11, much like we saw with the China flu, COVID. Our intelligence communities had these major failures. How many more major failures like this can we afford before our country is completely decimated and before we're in complete kinetic war, not with major countries like China and Russia, but with internal insurgents who they are making their proxies, who they're sending across and have already sent across our borders. We have ISIS killers in the side of the United States. We've had several hundred identified and captured. How many got away? A million people have gotten away. We had 10 to 40,000 Chinese military-aged men in the country. We've seen reporting where these people are setting up camps for training and weapons and other aspects. We've seen the Chinese set up police stations here in the United States. This is a multifaceted strategy, and it's using the most unconventional means and very cheap and effective means to completely outmaneuver us and the United States once again, thinking we have all this might, the ships, the tanks, and other stuff. They're absolutely useless, absolutely useless if you understand cognitive warfare because they're using the most unconventional means to then outmaneuver us. And all those major weapon systems have, can do little to nothing, as we've seen with the Iron Dome. They figured out how, how to over, overcome it, how to overmass it. Back to you, Dr. Yan. 
Thank you. So you have mentioned a lot of things happened around us, like those really a uh, potential crisis, uh, like the military age Chinese, uh, actually military trained illegal uh, immigrants borders and combined with cartels, combined with the terrorists, and even millions of people coming in. I mean, it means like just need one ticket to arrive. America continent, then somehow you can go to America, and then that means the whole battlefield can be shipped from uh, Israel to U.S. very easily in a low cost. And also, yeah. not only about that, we have seen the spy balloon, right? And people talk about, oh, why don't they use satellites? Oh, because spy blue can easily go through your defense system. You detect one, but you, you didn't detect the others, right? And also people talk about COVID. How could COVID, even a lot of scientists support lab origin? They cannot accept that COVID virus is from the PLA's lab as a novel bioweapon. They have, oh, no, this is not fancy enough. I see we don't have such Nobel laureate novel technology inside and we, we don't think this worked very well. It didn't immediately kill so many people. But like the rocket missiles, launched by Hamas, enough amount. And just shooting, no need to be accurate, but civilians dead, military people dead, I mean, they already caused huge damage. And the bio laboratory in California, yeah. they have so many, over 20 infectious pathogens, includes the bioweapon level reagents. And to, I mean, when we talk about that, I just want to quote some uh, interview from CNN again. I mean, I, this is from the former chief of Mossad, Ephraim Hanavi. Uh, he told CNN, we had no warning of any kind, and it was a total surprise that the war broke out this morning. This is beyond imagination from our point of view. And we didn't know they had this quantity of missiles. And we certainly didn't expect that they would be as effective as they were today. We didn't have an inkling of what was going on. He suspects the rockets were manufactured in the Gaza Strip uh, after being smuggled, uh, smuggled in by the sea and that Hamas probably was able to perform trial training without letting Israeli forces discover their plans. And meanwhile, we have another clip from older media one year ago, which was on November 24th, 2022. We have revealed that CCP knows the, why the Cuban nuclear missile crisis has failed, because at that time when Soviet Union tried to ship the whole nuclear missile to Cuba, American side detected it. So they are smart now. They know you should chop it into pieces and just parts. No need to resemble it in China, in Russia, in other countries. Resemble it locally. And then they can ship all these parts, material, little by little, using civilian forces. I mean, these people always call them civilian. And then yeah. go to your plane. And like what happened in the bio laboratory in California, there are a lot of things can happen. So, sir, I mean, what do you think about this interview from CNN, from Mossad's chief intelligence officer, 
compared to what we have seen now? All right, great, great question. I mean, you have you have some great questions today. They're very, very important questions. So let's take a look at this from uh, both uh, a deception and uh, manipulation aspect, but also from the the technical aspect. You're talking in the in the shipment of armaments. Mossad was caught off guard here, as you said. They broke up the pieces, probably shipped them in. So let's take a look in the United States. We have an open border. We have fentanyl being distributed across the United States with hardly any means to completely stop it. We've seen the illegal bioweapon lab in California. Americans, you best damn wake up. Europeans, same thing. Best wake up because they're shipping these types of materials, these types of weapons, biological, chemical, other, and also weaponry because the cartels are well-armed. 20 years ago, I was down at the El Paso Intelligence Center, and that was in, um, on the border of Mexico. And at that time, they showed me the network the cartels had laid out across the United States. And it looked like veins going across the whole United States, like a, a, like a human vein network. That's been amplified over the last 20 years significantly. And now you have the cartels running an operation where they're continually feeding new people in and helping not just uh, people escaping their countries, but a variety of the various actors entering into the United States. And with them, you can expect for them to be carrying certain types of military and other types of capabilities, as we've seen them caught on the border with high weaponry, multi, multi uh, different caliber weapon systems, automatic weapon systems, and others. And if we take a look that you had 1.5 million gotaways, that's the equivalent of 30,000 insurgents for every state of the Union. Do you think the United States is prepared to battle an army of 30,000 in every state of the Union? Let's say it's not even that much. Let's say it's 1%. If you had 300 insurgents like Hamas in every state of this Union, and they were given the signal to, to do something, how would we stop them? We wouldn't be able to. We'd eventually be able to, but the slaughter would be phenomenal. The impact on the economy would be tank the economy, it would tank the infrastructure of the country, it would decimate our intelligence and military, and it would set us into chaos and martial law. That's unconventional warfare. That's cognitive warfare, my friends. And it's damn real here in the United States and it could happen just like it did in Israel at any moment now. We have no state militias prepared to support this, the National Guard is going to be inadequate for this task, completely inadequate. But now let's take a look how they're also seeding the ground here in the United States. Why is it that we saw massive demonstrations in support, in support of these murderous animals in New York, in Michigan, and where else? Harvard University. Back in the 1960s, our soldiers were vilified as baby killers because we had a few go off the reservation and commit some atrocities, and they were held accountable. Several decades later, we now see a slaughter of innocent civilians, children being beheaded, women raped, paraded around. And you have people of Harvard University praising and supporting the people who did that. 
if you, American, and you, the world, don't understand cognitive warfare, it's damn time that you start. Because if you don't understand it, and you don't, and you can, you cannot explain why these people then are doing these types of demonstrations to support these killers. It's as if they were supporting Hitler in the streets of New York and Harvard and Michigan. Would we stand for that? No, but we're standing for this. I'll give you one more example. In Australia, there was a similar type of demonstration in support of Hamas and the Palestinians. A sole brave man walked out with an Israeli flag in support of Israel. Who was arrested? It was not the people who were supporting terrorists and murderers. The man was arrested for carrying the flag, and he was arrested for inciting violence. How Orwellian and dystopian can you get? And lastly, our own president of the United States, along with his predecessor, Barack Obama, who purposely gave the green light, in my opinion, to Hamas and to Iran for these actions. Because Biden, in my opinion, is compromised. He's compromised by the Chinese. He's compromised by the Russians. He's given them billions of dollars in aid, and our Congress needs to forego regular impeachment. They need to put him on trial for treason and subversion of our country and purposeful insurrection because of what he's done to aid these folks. And his big speech yesterday fell flat because there's no action, there's no follow-up, there's no deeds. And he only gave the speech to cover his back end. Our president of the United States is compromised. He's in bed with the Chinese on this. And that, my friends, is cognitive warfare. The deceit and deception is real, is pervasive, and is so expansive now that we have very high risk of having similar incidents here in the United States and around the world. Back to you, Dr. Yan. Thank you, sir. And I just want to let our audience know, yeah, we've talked about CCP behind this wall between Hamas and Israel and the free world. But this is not far-fetched because we do have information and evidence from our exclusive sources in central CCP. But uh, because of the time matter, so we won't tell much about it in this episode. We will do it in the later episodes. And I have shown some of them on my Twitter. You can go to check it. The thing is, when we talk about CCP behind it, it is, and Xi Jinping regime, is behind it and gives them unlimited full-range support. Basically means whatever Hamas and terrorists want, they can get from China. So not only about equipment, Hamas also learned other things from China. So they have been, actually, according to our sources, the Hamas have been already secretly reformed to be a new style very similar to CCP's culture. It has its own political bureau. It has its own propaganda department. It has all the other functional departments. That's why they become more efficient. They can work very well now. I want to just remind you something. They really learned propaganda very well from CCP. So you have seen the videos made, I mean, very nice video. You can see the quality is quite good and it's, it delivers a very precise message to show you how strong the Hamas terrorists are. Looks like some uh, military soldiers. See, 
announced they're determined to fight against Israel, to fight against the free world. However, we also have seen, as Edward said, many people in the Western world support them, pray for them. And uh, they are talking about whether Israel uh, declares a war against Hamas is very cruel, is not civilian, because there are also other videos show the civilian, I mean, in, innocent, maybe innocent, Palestinian people uh, hurt, injured, or killed uh, in the fight back, right? So in the, in the fire back from Israel. So they try to tell you, don't have the war. We, we need to use the love, to use the love to have peace. And they really seriously discuss about that. So as we always talk about, sir, this kind of neutralized, neutralizing really work very well. As unrestricted warfare said, they make people change their value. They don't know who's the enemy. And it's like the deer want to show how their mom likes the baby deer in front of the tiger to make the tiger become the vegetarian. So, sir, yeah. what can we do to, to reduce this kind of propaganda's influence in the United States and the free world and let people understand what happened? We're doing it right now on this show, your show, and, and the, the weeks that we talk, and we're doing it also on lewd media. Is the key here is this is a battle in its frost form between good and evil. And you've seen these people use children as pawns of their own citizens as pawns, just as the Chinese use their own citizens and willing to flood and murder 10,000 of them to save Beijing from some flooding. They see life as expendable. And the same thing here in the United States. So people have to be aware. The more they're aware of what's going on here, the better they can stay informed and start to question what they're being told. We're not gonna tell you how to think here. We're not going to tell you what's right or wrong overall. What we're going to tell you is what we see and how the game and how the war is being fought. And in this instance here, it is both domestic in the U.S. As Dr. Yen mentioned, we have a number of people in this country who support the Hamas, the Palestinians and such, and it's global. And we need to wake up to this fact here. I'll make a point on that. This two-state solution is a myopic view that's been pushed for decades, decades. We've had um, numerous opportunities for the Palestinians to then settle and have their own lands. They've rejected that time and again, back for war. Why? Because their purpose is not peace, their purpose is absolute power, okay? And the two-state solution needs to move to a more strategic solution and understand how do we resolve the overall Middle East aspect? Both Qatar and Saudi Arabia, supposedly who were working a peace deal with Israel, were the first to come out and applaud and support Hamas. They used the whole peace negotiations and Netanyahu, you've seen him at the United Nations. He went there to talk about this. They used that as a ruse. The ruse is now in plain sight because as soon as they started supporting Hamas, they showed their true colors. The same thing in the United States here with the squad. They care not about American or American lives. What they care about is absolute power. And they're using the various ways, ideology, religion, and issues to get that. Thank you, Dr. Yen, for having me again. 
Thank you, sir. So uh, this is a very great conversation with you. And uh, we definitely will keep talking about this issue because the since just it's a, just the beginning of the global war, no matter you want to believe it or not. And the danger is coming to everyone. So we need to understand, we need to control our own thinking independently. We need to find the value to support our independent thinking. And we should not let our enemy take the advantage of our value and our thinking to use us and to destroy our freedom. And by the way, appeasement will be the good tool for the, to destroy all the freedom we have now. And thank you, sir. And thank you for everyone. Every Saturday and Sunday, the voice of Dr. Yan at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on a Mark Out Loud radio network or iHeartRadio. Or you can listen to it uh, after that from various apps like Podcast, um, Spotify, Google Podcast, Pandora for free. Thank you.